Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My fire. Sorry. Okay, I was waiting for it. I was just giving it a second. You are. He's got to get to desire. You are. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Donna and Steve show where we've Hit got it. some music news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah. Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. Full disclosure, when I said hit it there, I actually was listening to the Backstreet song and the hook was about to hit again. Mm. But I'm happy that we're doing this. Okay, I was going to do it anyway. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, Taylor Swift has found a new nemesis. Oh, With whom to do battle? Hmm. Netflix. Oh. Now, keep in mind... Netflix, aren't isn't it? Net, it's Netflix who put out her Miss Americana Disney documentary, Plus? right? What was that? Disney Plus. Miss oh. Americana was Netflix. Folklore, the stuff with folklore. Folklore was uh, Disney Plus. Folk, wow. folk. I'm sorry that I said that so many times. And so incorrectly, so many times. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. Um, so there's a new show. You've probably seen it when you put Netflix on, and it is Ginny and Georgia. You heard of it? You seen it? Sure. It pops up like automatically when I go to Netflix. Mm. It's like all the new shows pop up. Yes, yeah, for me. Maybe it's an algorithm thing. I don't know. Sue me. On the latest episode of that show, one character says something to the other. Here, look, you want to listen to the actual scene? Yeah, let me hear it. Okay. So what? You and Hunter? I'm guessing that's over. What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. Okay, so that happened. (laughs) So, you would think Taylor Swift would just roll with the punches. But no. (sighs) Yesterday she tweeted out, Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. Mm. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horse crap as funny? Mm. Then she continued. Mm-hmm. Also, Netflix. After Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. No word back from Netflix. Your thoughts? Um, uh, this day and age, what to say, how to say things, how to share opinions. I think she maybe didn't need to fire back. I think you're right. I think. I mean, like, if that was on Thirty Rock, 
would she care or would it be just like it said you're i get it i i yeah, she get what care. she's saying because she had a beef with amy with oh, amy Poehler and um tina fey yes didn't they say something oh, really? about her on the golden globes and she kind of clapped back at them if i'm recalling properly i don't know you know she's very sensitive and very defensive and I sometimes get it. when you're that that famous you got it like not I not think, make everything like a woke moment. I would agree with that. And I think that there is, we are in a, um, oh gosh, a highly easily outraged environment. It is so easy to outrage people. It is just so easy. And uh, look, it's her, right? She wants to be mad about it. It was her in the joke. It wasn't me. I get it. I just think that you could also another option is to not recognize it. To not you do, you just brought all sorts of attention to it that otherwise people wouldn't have no, care about. Noticed, right. And I feel like that has been a little bit of a trend with her. She and I'm sure I could be argued wrong. And if Taylor was on the show, she would tell me all the reasons why I'm wrong. So I leave room for the fact that I could be wrong. But there are two ways to go about life. One is just thinking internalizing everything and taking things personally all the time. And that's a heavy way to live. And I think that she opts for that. Now, other people would say she's taking on the burden of sticking up and saying something and all of that. But there's just been, it just feels like it'd be, it would be exhausting in a lot of ways to be Taylor Swift. And I will never have the professional success that she has. So she is hard working to be sure. But there's extra hard work that she adds into this which is it's it's almost like finding the articles finding the jokes finding the things and then engaging in it where i have found in my normal mundane life that when i go about taking things personally hearing what someone said and then internalizing those it is such a heavy way to live that's how i feel too it's kind of part of the reason that i stay off facebook Mm -hmm. it's very overwhelming it, there's just sure. like so much going on and my brain cannot process all of that and all the feelings and just it's a good way to find out what's going on with people. But for me, I, I see other people getting so wrapped up in the the, the likes and the comments and, and looking for jabbing and, and poking the bear and like, why? What is the purpose behind that? Just well, live on top a peaceful of that- life. On top of that, um, especially in the outrage culture that we live in, thank you, social media, you've really given everybody a platform to share all sorts of things about all sorts of things, opinions, then opinions that you hate, and you tell people that you hate the opinion and all of that kind of stuff. Might I just offer this possibility? We used to, not a perfect, but we used to have more of a sense of humor about life, just Mm -hmm. about stuff. We didn't take everything so personally all the time and nobody can rib one another anymore exactly and i'm not suggesting that we go back to the dean martin roast there were racist things that were said there were sexist things 
our comedy should evolve. And I understand Taylor's point and what she's trying to say. Have we moved on? But I also think it's tough to figure out, like, what can, can we can you bust each other's chops about anything? Or is it, whoa, dude, what were you saying about me? And I also think there's an inconsistency where we're cool with it in some formats and then we're not okay with it yeah. in another format. Well, and I, Whereas comedians can make jokes that if a news personality says something, they're canceled. And then the person, in the meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, could do a bit on it. And it's different. It's accepted yeah. different. The inconsistencies really trouble me. Yeah. They yeah. trouble me. You're right. You're right. Because and I one... think that a lot of people are fake outraged, by the way, yeah. about a bunch of stuff in public yeah. that they're not in their own homes. Sure. And and no one is has the courage to say that. Because yeah. this whole outrage thing and this cancel culture is so like predicated on perfectionism. You are holier than thou. Just tear that person down for whatever mistake you deem that they made. And there's just such bullcrap with so much of what we are outraged about because I don't know if we really looked at ourselves before we throw the outrage bomb at whoever. If we went through a fine-tooth comb, our own life, our own things we've said, thoughts we've had, would we be casting the stones as hard as we are? I bet not. That was very well said, Steve. Yes. Getting back to just that particular clip that Sounds we listened like a fun to. Show. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Jenny and Georgia. Okay, so what Taylor is missing, the point she's missing is that that is that kind of depicts reality. Like, can't you see like two girlfriends hanging out together and they're bickering and one's like, Well, you go through menace. It's not it's not personal. And not not everything is a personal attack. You are a major superstar public figure. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're a person, but you can't, for every little thing that you hear, you can't be that defensive. Right. Although, again, she's got some points. I just think they're Absolutely. displaced. You know what I mean? Like, use that somewhere else. And, and the, the thing that I'm recognizing and it, it seems that it's it comes in this this pattern of she and i'm not saying she's wrong for feeling upset about these things and you go into the scooter Braun thing and want to re-release the music and all that that's fine it's just there's like this pattern of righting the wrongs of getting the appropriate uh comeuppance for the other side yeah, it's just yeah. it feels Maybe, who knows, maybe I'm an idiot and she's much better a person than I am and wanting, has the energy to right all the wrongs. I'm a much lazier person. Me too. And it's very exhausting to try to right all the wrongs and get everybody to be on your page, same page all the time. I don't know. All right. We're out of time. Well, let's take a break. Hey, right. you know what? I have a little, uh, uh, some quick hitting celebrity news. We heard this about The Rock maybe getting into politics. Now another major celebrity who I think would get a lot of votes is not ruling out politics. Hmm. And I think it's a terrible choice. Uh, we'll tell you who it is when we come back. It's the Donna and Steve show on my talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. I'm wearing underwear. That is mandated by the company. Happy to hear it. I am, too. What kind of underwear are you wearing now I'm, that we're on the topic? Okay, thank you for asking. I'm actually wearing men's underwear. They're chill it. boys. I love these. I love these. They're the bamboo boxer briefs. Yes, they're for men, but women love them, too. And because I'm wearing baggy pants today, I'm like, oh, I feel so 
cool and soft I and know. somewhat ladylike while wearing men's Whoa. underwear. What a date is. Here's the key. The key is bamboo. And I have to tell you that, fellas, maybe you've done this too. You've tried other underwear. I've tried underwear from other companies that claim to be king when it comes to comfort. Not even close. I'm telling you, these are legitimately the most comfortable pair of underwear that have ever adorned my trunks that are my thighs. They feel good. The waistband doesn't curl over in defeat midway through the day. Mm. It's comfortable from beginning to end. You have to try them on. Once you do, you will be a believer. More info, you can find it at chillboys.com. Chill boys, comfort where it counts. Okay, we're back. Thanks for listening to my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Don't forget it is Tuesday. That means we'll be taking your confessions at eleven thirty today. Today is Steve's question because his wife is so annoying. <laughs> Uh, the question is, tell us about essentially an annoying habit that your significant other has. I happen to get mine on tape last night. I have audio to play for all of you. That is coming up today at 1130. So you could either stick around to tell us about yours, to hear others, or just to hear the one really weird thing that my wife does that I got on tape last night. Neat. And by the way, she, she was essentially more or less asleep. It's not snoring. More or less asleep. She did it. And then I just pulled out my phone and said, can you do that again? Do it one more time. And then she just walked right back to bed. <laughs> did she do it again? She did it again. And then she did it one more time. And then I was like, okay, thanks. And then she started walking back to bed, to which I like to, anytime she's no, like asleep, had to get up to go to the bathroom or whatever, I like to then say, what show do you want to watch? Do you want to go do something? Do, should we, do you want to exercise? What do we want to do right now? Just to irritate her while she's... Trying to get back to bed. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, it's going to be really great. You're going to freak out, Donna. That's our Facebook question, by the way. You can answer that question on our Facebook page. You can also email the show, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. You can you can tweet at us. I'm at Valentine Donna. I am at KSTP Steve. I guarantee to follow you back. That is a false statement. Okay. Um, confessions coming up at 1130. But first, this. Will Smith is not ruling out a potential political run, which I think That's is nasty, terrible, terrible news. Remember, we were talking about The Rock possibly being a presidential candidate at some point, which I think would just be a real bummer. Well, now Will Smith teasing a possible post showbiz political career during a conversation on Pod Save America. He said, I absolutely have an opinion. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I believe in understanding between people, and I believe in the possibility of harmony. I will certainly do my part, whether it remains artistic or, at some point, ventures into the political arena. Mm. This would be terrible. Mm. Yeah. And I love Will Smith, and I love The Rock. I just think Stay that politics lane. sucks the soul out of people. The fun. The fun, the good. We I feel like, look, The Rock... Listen, listen up, friends. The Rock has 215 million followers on Instagram who love him. Who re- how, many, how many people are in our country? 350 million? I don't know. So, so he's got 215 million people who love him. And <laughs> wow. he can go on there. And anytime he wants to drop a message, he can speak directly to them. You, you know what you have to deal with when you're a politician? I don't care what you say during your... 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stump speech and how cool it would be. And let me be clear, Will Smith and The Rock, I'd be hard-pressed to think of people who could put together better speeches than these two guys. You would feel great. You would laugh. It'd be great. And then what happens? They walk away from the microphone, they enter Washington, and now they're dealing with lobbyists, they're dealing with all sorts of just murky, muddy, crappy political stuff. Yeah, you gotta be serious all the time. Suck the soul out of them. (laughs) Don't do it. Did you see? Keep doing good where you do good. He has 215 million followers right now. Yeah. That's more more than the amount of people that voted for both presidents this year. There you go. I mean, Now, let me be clear. I am totally good with The Rock and Will Smith using their current platforms to talk about whatever issues they think are important to them. That's great. I'm not offering like a shut up and dribble kind of a thing. I love it. Use your platform and and use it for good. But, But your platform is your platform right now. The White House platform, that's not going to be fun. But what if they're done with acting? You know, there's, there's a chance that he just wants to switch careers. Maybe. Look, I mean, Ronald Reagan did it. Yeah, right? you got it. Schwartzies did it. Okay. Schwartzies became the Do you think we'd ever hear The Rock give us, you know, if you smell, we would ever hear that kind of side of him again if he made that leap? Like the fun rock that we know would just... <laughs> the wrestling rock? This, yes. And like the acting, I mean, it would just disappear. I'm with Steve. I, I don't know. I like, use your platform for what you got and get your points out, but... I like the acting. Listen, and then The yeah. Rock would have to, they would do, they'd do a full mudslinging campaign. They'd go back to when he was cutting promos in the WWE. <laughs> they weren't all, they were always entertaining, not always perhaps the most, uh, you know, respectful yes. times on the microphone. I think use the platform that you have for all sorts of good. I just think that politics sucks the ever-living fun out of it. I will say this about Elizabeth Reese. She has offhanded said before some, you know, sort of jokingly about running for office, and I don't even let the joke go anywhere. And I just tell her, stop it. Don't ever even entertain (laughs) it. Even as a joke, it will destroy you. By the way, for all of our hardworking politicians out there, thank you for what you do for a commitment to public service. I was just going to say... Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's but they've already got... been they've been called to the soul-sucking uh, activity that is working in public office. Well, you're looking at it that way. They're serving the public. You know, they're trying to do good in the world. It's it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And you can serve the public in different ways. You know, The Absolutely. Rock makes me laugh and makes me feel like I'm forgetting about all the other crazy things that those politicians are trying to help us fix. And he inspires you. Like his his Instagram is very entertaining and very inspirational. 
I don't know. You're right. I just think, just, we're good. Just, I don't know. (laughs) By the way, Tim Allen was on your boyfriend's podcast, Donna. Mark Mark, Maron? Mark Maron, yes. Really? And he recounted being, quote, an F-up. Yeah, when he was young, right? Wasn't he in jail or something? Yeah, he was in jail. He was uh, busted for... Uh, eight, he was caught, it was at a Michigan airport, had a pound of coke. Eight a balls. Pound? Yeah. That balls. is so much cocaine. Yeah, going back to the eight ball comment from earlier. How, yeah. much, yeah, right? How much jail time did he, or prison time did he do? He had to have gone to prison. Yeah, how long was he in there? Oh, I don't I know. It was three years. I could be wrong. Wow. Because once you have that much of a drug like that, that's intent to sell, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't just go, oh, this is just my stash. Personal use over here. Right. All right, let's play a game. Uh, 651-641-1071. That is the number that you can call. It's the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's me versus Donna, and the game starts next. Give us a call, 651-641-1071. Game time next on my time. You know, these days, it can feel like we're stuck in our houses and looking for a safe escape. Well, good news. The Y is open and safer than ever. They have a helpful tool on their site that tells you how busy each location is, and they do extensive cleaning throughout the day. Plus, you can take virtual Y fitness classes wherever you like. And you can earn a free month if you join by March 18th. Go to ymcanorth.org. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show and my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Let's play. Talk, talk, go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. All right, guys, we are set to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Steve is currently in the lead 22-16, but Donna won yesterday. Good job, Donna, with her knowledge of Tom Hanks' comedy movies. Thank you. I believe it was the Bachelor Party movie that set you guys apart, correct? That was the one, yep. That was the one Never that even you. heard of it. Yep. Never heard of it. You should watch it. It's good. It's actually oh. pretty funny. Well, today we have Leaf from Maple Grove on the phone. How are you doing, Leaf? Leaf. Good, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. Is bud. it Leaf or Leif? Leaf. Nice. How do you spell what, that? What's your last name? I got questions. L-E-I-F. It's uh, Norwegian. Okay. Because, nice. you know, Leif Garrett, everyone used to call him Leif Garrett, and he's like, it's actually Leif. Leif. Yeah, they go back and forth. They ruin it for me. Okay, so you're going Leif. If you could do that later in life, you. Leif, you could, like when you turn 55, say, it's actually Leif, everyone. <laughs> uh, too late now. Just All to right. mess with oh, people. Sorry. All right, okay. well, thank you for calling. We appreciate you, Leaf. I appreciate you. I think my wife thinks I have a mild bromance on Steve. And uh, after that, uh, I'm still tanning bit. I uh, was in tears on my cubicle and it helps me get through my day every day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Should we give you one right uh, now just to make you feel better? Yeah. I already got one of those shirts, so I'm hoping to win another one to go with it. This is Here, for you, Leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still tanning. Leaf still tanning. All right, Leaf. Don't, don't ever let that fade away. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to make sure it stays alive. Yeah. Okay. Keep the fun, Steve. Don't run for politics. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right, Leaf, you are playing for a MyTalk t-shirt, and today's topic is popular magazines. Popular magazines. Now, do you want to play with Donna or Steve? I got to go with my nut job, Steve. Yeah. Right. That's my boy, Leaf. Don't See call him Leaf. Let's do this. Get the heck out of here, Donna. Suck it, Leaf. <laughs> hey, Donna. 
Donna. Suck it as you leave. Sorry about that, Leaf. She gets competitive. It's, you know. All right, All right. it's 22 to 15. Is that right, Grant? 22 to 16. 22 to 16. All right. All right, Leaf. So what we'll do is we're going to ask Steve the questions. We'll come back to you after we're done having, asking him the questions, and you can either change his answer or answer any that he did not get finished, okay? Sounds good. All right, buddy. Let's go, Steve. In 2005, this magazine adopted the slogan, America in your pocket, and in 2008, it was changed to Life Well Shared. Oh, my gosh. Um, pass. This magazine features articles about women's interests, recipes, diet, health, and product testing by its own institute. It's well known for a warranty program known as Blank Seal of Approval. Good housekeeping. This New York-based monthly magazine began as a weekly newspaper in 1892. It covers many topics including fashion, beauty, culture, living, and runway. Vogue. Ooh, Vogue or the New Yorker. Leif, I hope Leif, sorry. <laughs> I'll be the first one. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, Leif. Yeah, I don't know. That first one sounds political, so I, I'm not sure what to say. I was thinking the American Standard or something weird, but that's out there. America um, in your pockets, Leaf. I'm going to give you that. America in your pocket. Think about that. Just say. Ma- magazines, America in your pocket. That's what I'll give you. No? Okay. And then did you want to change anything else at all or keep what Steve had for the, uh, the second two? I will roll with what he has. Okay. I really sucked hard there. Leaf, and that's uh, trouble. Well, I was right, thinking either Glamour or Vogue, but Vogue is probably right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really back and forth on that. That first one is stumping me. Here is what I should tell you. Amen. Leaf, I hope that you're not in dire need of a prize because Donna Valentine is a magazine lady. She, at her cabin, has a magazine rack, like you would find at <laughs> a dentist waiting room, but it's in the bathroom of her cabin. So, we might be screwed here, my friend. Donna, hello. Oh, hey, guys. It's me, Donna. Hello. All right, Donna, you ready to go? Popular magazines? I guess. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Leaf, if you could wait till the end again to comment, and we'll get Donna her turn here. In 2005, this magazine adopted the slogan, America in your pocket. And in 2008, it was changed to Life Well Shared. Life, maybe? This magazine features articles about women's interests, recipes, diet, health, and product testing by its own institute. It's well known for a warranty program known as the Blank Seal of Approval. Woman's Day? This New York-based monthly magazine began as a weekly newspaper in 1892. It covers many topics including fashion, beauty, culture, living, and runway. Cosmopolitan? This oh, is hard. good, Donna. Oh. This was a difficult quiz. All right, to the answers we go. The first one was Reader's Digest. Damn, nice and I, America guys, in your pocket. Think about it. Small, little. I did. I thought about that because, Steve, you know this about me. I have an entire curio filled with Reader's Digest from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I had that written down and I didn't say it. And then the next one was Good Housekeeping, Seal of Approval, the Good Housekeeping, Seal of Approval. Donna, what did you say? I said Women's, Women's Day. Day. Women's Day. And lastly, Steve, you stayed with your original intuition in Vogue was the correct answer for the last one. So, Woo! Leaf and Steve Leaf. are our winners today. Nice job, guys. Your curio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh Leaf, man, dude. you guys. I'm sorry, Donna. It's okay, guys. Hey, Leaf, I don't mean to overstep my bounds, but would you be interested in getting buddy thigh tattoos? I get B-U-D on my right thigh, and on your left thigh, you have D-I-E-S, and we put our thighs together, and it says buddies. 
I thought he'd never ask. Holler. You too. Honestly. He doesn't want a t-shirt. That's what he wants right there. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, nice. Is it an I'm Till Tandon t-shirt? What, 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 what is his prize again? It's a My Talk t-shirt today. So it's a regular, just normal, our you know, logo, gray My Talk Don't beautiful. Don't get greedy, Leaf. You're getting the My Talk t-shirt. Okay. Well, I just need another one, and my wife keeps stealing my Until Tandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if we, we can we'll get you one of those. Maybe we can make a note in there. And see if we can get, we can get him until Tandon. Yeah. Thanks, Leaf. Hey, and tell your wife to stay out of our bromance, okay? I love her and I respect her, but she needs to give you and me our space. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Stay, stay on hold, Leaf. Cheers, Leaf. Cheers to you, sir. That's funny he said that because I was just taking a sip of my, just, uh, my vodka. That's what's so incredible about this show. There's always something... On a cosmic level that happens, and it impacts me. Does it? Mm-mm. Okay. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 All right. You know, you're supposed to eat fruits and vegetables, and most of your plate's supposed to be filled with fruits and vegetables, and then the rest is, you know, meat, little... Carb, whatever. Wow, you're coming in with an angry tone toward fruits and veggies. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, there's a new study on healthy eating that just came out, and there's um, a part that caught a lot of people's attention when it comes to fruits and vegetables, and that is the message. Don't overdo it. I think especially with fruits. Go ahead. Right, yeah, the sugar. Um, Reese, I choked down an apple the other night because I was like, I'm hungry. I don't want fruit, but I'm going to eat it because it's good for me. You should check out pears. I love pears. They have to be the appropriate ripeness. Indeed. But when they're soft, oh man. I like them a little firm. I don't like soft. Oh, Lord in heaven. You probably like green bananas. Oh, wait, you don't like bananas. Nobody likes bananas. That's not true. Okay. So researchers followed the eating habits of more than 100,000 people for 30 years, okay? Who has the patience to do this? Continue. The ones who ate at least five servings of fruits and vegetables every day lived longer. Five servings. But they also found that five is the limit, the upper Mm. limit. More than that won't hurt, but it also doesn't help. So why bother? The perfect amount is three vegetables and two fruits a day. That's it. Three veggies, two fruits. You're going to live longer than people um, who just eat more fruits than veggies. So you were right about that. I have a question. I probably cannot answer it because you know the rule. No follow-up questions. If there's a 30-year study, uh-huh. are you telling me that there was a group of 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 people who, when the researcher said, hey, what are you up to for the next 30 years? And they said, I'd love to chart my fruit and vegetable intake. Is that what you were coming up to me about? In fact, it was. What are they doing? Yeah, it's like those people in the mall. In? Those people in the mall with the clipboards, you know. They try to take me away for 10 minutes to show me movie trailers, and I'm like, absolutely not. No. There's no like, possible excuse, way that this excuse works. me. I'm always like, I'm sorry, I'm in a hurry. Just like the kiosks at the Mall of America where they're trying to squirt lotion all over you. I'm like, 
Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you know, I once was talking to a woman, and she was talking to me about I got wooed over, and she was like, oh, let me tell you about these facial scrubs and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't need it. To which she said, but what will you do about your your open pores on your nose? And I was like, okay. Well, I'll take it, I guess. No, I just kept walking. That's hilarious. Oh, cell my phone. gosh. So I used to sell cell phones and walking by those kiosk people. It's... That's it's, a nightmare. I, I sold Zubas at a kiosk ah, a few years ago, back when those things got surprised? popular again. Oh, yeah, that was one of my many were you, jobs. Were you like a, a carnival barker? Were you calling people over like, hey, buddy, you look like you could use some Zubas? Were you at Eden Prairie Center? I was at ah! Eden Center. <laughs> Did you, has Grant accosted you verbally before, Donna? <laughs> no, but I know the kiosk he's talking about. Yeah, that was uh, for about four years there during Christmas time. My buddy uh, at Fan HQ would put up a stand there. We'd make a killing at it. It was pretty good. That's so. funny, because they're comfortable. I bet you'd make a killing now. Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal with all the, with the fruits and veggies, you guys. Um, they don't all count, okay? Leafy greens make the big difference, Leafy. but corn, peas, and potatoes aren't going to help you live longer. And fruit juice doesn't help either, so... Just keep it simple. Keep it to the greens, the reds, the orange. Orange. Florida. It's funny. I was talking to my sister yesterday, and she mentioned Florida. Did you hear it? I did. I heard it <laughs> loud and clear, like yeah. as if she had a bullhorn. It's, it's it just what sounded we hear like every Florida. time that you say it. Florida. I know. It's adorable. It's what people love about you. There, there are two towns uh, near where I grew up. They're called East Orange and West Orange. Orange. And then there's just Orange. And what did we learn about yesterday? That there's an upper peanut and a lower peanut in Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. It's fun, except I'm pronouncing the town wrong. <laughs> but if everybody in that area says it that way, then it, it counts. Not wrong, just right. obnoxiously. <laughs> okay, that's fair. There's a difference. When know. we come back, Alec Baldwin and his wife uh, welcomed a sixth child. Stressing Steve out a little bit. Gosh, no kidding. Getting a little close to home there. I have an interesting fact that I would like to share with you about that. And Angelina Jolie sold that Winston Churchill painting. Are you familiar with this story? No. I'll fill you in because you're not going to believe how much money she made off of selling this painting. Tell you about it when we come right back on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, everyone. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Donna. I'm Steve. Entertainment. What do you do? I feel like I'm getting worse at that part of the job. <laughs> hey guys, That's fair. It's here. We're here. All right. We all have ears. So, uh, the story goes like this. The Baldwin family looks to have a new addition. Congratulations. Six months after Hilaria, or Hillary, Baldwin gave birth to their fifth child together, Eduardo. Callback. She and Alec shared a photo of her with their brood and a newborn baby. And she wrote the number seven, a heart emoji, and a photo credit to uh, Alec in the photo's caption on her Instagram account. And no other information. And now I hear that people are asking, like, hey, um... Because, you know, they just had a baby six months ago. Six months ago. And, and So people are wondering, and I think Alex, Alec is getting irritated, but to that's that... so unlike... <laughs> right? Alec irritated. Baldwin getting irritated? What? That's unheard of. I, what's interesting is, like, 
you're always showing pictures of your kids and talking about your kids and, and fatherhood and motherhood and all of that. Of course, people are curious. You're the one putting it out there. Yes. And I understand, like, hey, it's none of your business, but it's weird, right? Yep. You have to understand that people are just like, "Good, that's great. You have a baby. Well, what happened? Yeah. You know, how did, I mean, okay. I think it's okay to have questions. And, um, and I think that you make a fair point, Donna. <laughs> Thank you. If you're going to post the photo... On your Instagram with, I don't know how many Hilaria has, let's guesstimate 500,000 to a million and, or something, something mm-hmm. that's yeah, a bet. lot. Yep. Um, yeah, naturally people are going to say, wow, it seems like you just had, wait, you did just have a baby. Can you tell us anything else about how you had this baby? Yeah, and how wonderful for you. Yeah. But what happened? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I just think, like, don't get testy. You're the one putting your life out there for everybody. Now, Alec Baldwin as Jack Donaghy in 30 Rock is just about as favorite of a television character as I have. He is good. He's classic. So good. Oh, Lord. I didn't know a ton about Alec Baldwin mm. uh, before 30 Rock, I, but it was all of his stuff was dramatic. And then he comes and does this comedic turn, mm-hmm. wins a gazillion awards for it, was really outstanding. In fact, Alec Baldwin won more awards than considerably, I believe, than Steve Carell did as Michael Scott on The Office. And think, NBC had The Office and 30 Rock running at the same time. Mm. Powerhouse comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but The Office has had more longevity than 30 Rock has. Steve, have you seen the movie Along Came Polly with Alec Baldwin in it? And he's I, Ben I, Stiller's I, boss? Is this the one with the ferret? Yes. Yeah. Have you, that, I have I, seen I saw that, that, I can't remember. And I don't remember it. That, Jennifer Aniston was in it. Yes, that character is very uh, similar to the character that he created for... 30 Rock. 30 Rock. It's just, if it's a, it's a little extension of it. It's fantastic. I like I it. I think, you know, first of all, he's always, he's been like, he was a really great dramatic actor. Anything I had ever seen him in was dramatic. But when he would do like the talk show rounds, he was always such a fun and funny guest. Kind of in the same way that Mel Gibson was. If you, anybody knows what I'm talking about, like Mel Gibson always doing these dramatic roles, then you'd see him on The Tonight Show and you're like, he's hilarious. He's fun. This is before the, you know, the stuff we don't talk about anymore. Um, and I think that's where the appeal came from. Now you have this giant movie star who had been on Saturday Night Live and showing that he had a sense of humor and everything. And of course, like people are going to watch. Right, and then I was, I was worried. I'm like, he's gonna do a comedy. That's so weird. Mm. But he was great. He's great. I don't think that we have time to get into this right now. Okay. But okay. Here's what I wanted to tell you about. Tell Alec me Baldwin. that because I'm, I want to. I want to hear. I'm gonna see if we have time for something else too. But drop this Baldwin fact on. Okay. So you were saying he's 62 years old. He's having all these kids. You're tired at 37. So I did a little math and found out that Ireland Baldwin, his eldest, is 25, which means that he didn't even start having children until he was your age. He had his first child at your age. So and then there was a big gap, a very big gap between Kim Basinger and his 
current wife, who was young, is young. She's probably in her 30s. And she wants to have a lot of kids. So he's probably thinking, great, I'm here for the finances. And and no, I do think he is. I think he is a participant. But understand that I'm this age and my energy is going to slow down. It's just nature. No kidding. Listen, having your first at 37 um, is, is... Something I didn't know. A lot of people have their first at 37 in their late 30s. So I get that. So if you have a, you know, quote unquote, later start than normal, if we would call it that, you wouldn't expect it to last into your 60s. You would think that you'd start pumping the brakes a little sooner. But hey, hey, I had a friend who had an 80 year old dad when she graduated from high school. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know. Here's what I was going to tell you quick Tom Cruise is, uh, Trending on Twitter, but it's all these deep fake Tom Cruise. Videos. Oh, I saw this. And it, it's, I don't totally understand deep fake other than it is technology that is available that can make it look like someone and pretty much sound like someone. And apparently these Tom Cruise videos on TikTok are uh, getting a lot of publicity. And there is an article in the Times saying, and by the way, there is a video saying it's all the real thing, is Tom Cruise insisting as he looks into the camera, except the fact that the viral TikTok videos of him are not real. They're deep fakes. But what is a deep fake, and why are they so worrying? So uh, it might be worth a little Twitter scroll later on. I want to see what I can dig up about this. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know if you did, but I did watch part two of Alan versus Pharaoh. I think you need to watch this one, Steve. Oh, really? You really need to watch part two very important episode and i'll tell you this it looks really bad for woody allen it's extremely convincing from the side of mia farrow we'll get to that and more after grant's dirt alert coming up next on my talk